in the last section, we were just, um, Jesus challenged them. I've shown you many good works from the Father. My works reveal the Father. For which of these works do you stone me? The, Jesus, the Jews answered him, We do not stone you because of a good work, but for blasphemy, because you being a man, make yourself God. Now this is our Lord's answer. Is it not written in your law, I said you are gods? And if it calls them gods, to whom the word of God came, then the scripture cannot be annulled. To him whom the Father consecrated and sent into the world, you say you blaspheme, because I say I am the Son of God? Difficult argument to follow, isn't it? He's quoting this text from Psalm 82, verse 6. Uh, and um, it's in the Jewish tradition. Um, you see, you could call you can call somebody Elohim in Hebrew not meaning they're divine. Like, you will be a God to him and he will be your prophet. Moses, Aaron, God says. You see. Uh, now this text is, is um, well, I suppose it would make more sense if I read more of the psalm. Uh, this is an indictment against the, um, the, the, the judges in Israel. They're, they're they're unjust. Now, I'm going to show you some texts where judges are called God. As I say, Elohim means God, literally, Allah. Elohim is the plural. But it's not divine is divine. But sometimes, as I'm going to point out, they use this word, okay? Um, okay. Okay. Uh, what am I doing here? Um, sorry. Uh, see, God arises in the divine assembly. He judges in the midst of the gods, meaning the judges, the big shots. You understand? Okay. How long will you judge unjustly and favor the cause of the wicked? No, defend the lowly and the fatherless. Render justice to the afflicted and the destitute. Rescue the lowly and the poor from the hand of the wicked. Deliver them. Then he goes on to say, you see, I said, God tells them, you are gods. All of you, sons of the Most High, you like men shall die, the sons of men, literally, and fall like any prince. You see what he's saying? I've called you by an elegant, elevated name. And you're just punks. You see? So, but our Lord is going to ar argue from that. You see? Um, the text says, uh, Elohim takes his stand by Adat El in the congregation of El, the Kerib Elohim, and he stands there. Then he says later on in the psalm, I said, Elohim Atem, Ubini Elyon Kulkem, and sons of the Most High. Jesus really is the Son of the Most High. I'm taking the time to explain this because it's a, a difficult argument to follow. In <clears throat> rabbinic exegesis, Jewish exegesis, there is this, what's called, you can argue, from the lesser to the greater. So, I'm going to quote a very clear line from Father Raymond Brown, 
commenting on this text. If the argument from the lesser to the greater were worked out in full detail, it might run thus. If it is permissible to call men gods because they were vehicles of the word of God, how much more permissible to use God of him who is the word of God? That's the argument, you see? So, uh, that's what our Lord is saying. You, you, I, I'm claiming equality with the Father, so I'm claiming the title God, but your judges are called gods. I'm God in a much uh, infinitely removed way, but it's an intricate argument. You see what I'm trying to say? The kindness of Jesus to argue rabbinic style to win them over. How many times do we find that in the synoptics? You know? Uh, why are you uh, healing on the Sabbath? Because the Father does. And, I, and I'm the son of the Father. Or uh, when, um, you know, you, you yourselves make exceptions. If your son or one of your animals falls into a pit, you pull him out on Shabbat, don't you? Yes, we do. Well then, I've just pulled this man out of sickness. What's the difference? The kindness of Jesus. He knows that they're doing this out of hatred. And still, he's trying to win them over. The mercy of Jesus. He argues like a rabbi in order to win them over. And he does it over and over again. Uh, you see, uh, in the text. Uh, and he makes sometimes obscure references to himself, inviting them to uh, ask a question. They won't. For instance, how come your disciples don't fast? Well, can the bridegroom and the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom's with them? When he's taken away, then they will fast. What's the response to that? So you're some kind of bridegroom, right? Are you the bridegroom of the people? That makes you Yahweh. Then he would have said, yes, that's right. They wouldn't dare ask. You see? Or the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Lord of the Sabbath? God established Sabbath with his word, as I've said a hundred times. It's not built into the system of the cosmos. And the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. You're saying then you're God? Yeah. He argues with them to bring them over. They won't go. They won't go. Now, before we dump on the Pharisees, let's look at ourselves. How many times does the Lord argue with us and we don't listen? Go be reconciled to your neighbor. That's not from God. That guy's a jerk. Instead of saying, yes, I'll go and find out you made a new friend. And you glorified our Lord Jesus Christ as a Christian to seek reconciliation. I don't want to do that. So, we can dump all we want on the Pharisees, but we do the same ourselves. And here's our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the most intricate argument that we have of our Lord. He's taking the tradition uh, surrounding this text in Psalm uh, 82, and arguing from it, you see? Isn't it written in your law? The law meaning the psalm. I said you are gods. 
You see? So I thought Father Brown summed that up very well. Now I'm going to just give you some examples of where this obscurity can come. This is from Deuteronomy. If an unjust witness takes the stand against a man to accuse him of a defection from the law, the two parties in the dispute shall appear before the Lord in the presence of the priest or judges in office at that time. The priests and judges are there, <coughs> but they're appearing before the Lord. You see the... Okay, one more. If the slave declares I am devoted to my master and my wife and children, and I will not go free, I and my wife and children will not go free, his master shall bring him to God. Where? To the, to the city gate, to where the judges are. And there at the doorpost he shall pierce his ear with an awl. That's a gesture. Pierce his ear with an awl means he's got an open ear now for me. See, he's going to be my slave forever. That's what you do if a Hebrew man wants to be a slave. I hope you're following this argument. I'll read again uh, the way Father Brown sums, sums this up <coughs> because you can feel the movement of the argument, I hope. If the argument, if this is true, then what? how much more the greater is true, from the lesser to the greater. <coughs> it's a, an argument. It's a mode of arguing in the rabbinic world. If this argument were worked out in full detail, it might run something like this. If it is permissible to call men gods because they were vehicles of the word of God, judges, how much more permissible to use God who, of him who is the word of God? Is that clear? It's one of the difficult passages in John to follow. But with that background, I think we can get it, right? And so then he goes on. <coughs> if I do not perform, and now he argues, well, what? how do we know you're the Son of God? If I do not perform the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do perform them, and you do not believe me, believe the works that you may come to know and realize that the Father is in me. And I am in the Father. When I do these works, I reveal the Father. Then he promises us, you'll do greater works. Why? Because you will reveal, <clears throat> I am revealing the relationship I have in my humanity to the Father. After I die and rise, that relationship is so much more radiant. And so the works that you do reveal the radiant reality I have with the Father. You reveal my radiant presence to the Father. That's a greater work. <coughs> it doesn't mean you're going to move ten mountains and raise five thousand dead. I mean, it could. But that's not the greater. The greater is to reveal the Father. The completed work of the Father in the humanity of His beloved Son. That's what signs and wonders are meant to do. Is that clear? This is an enigmatic text but it's not that bad, you see. But if I do perform them, and you do not believe, believe the works that you may come to know and realize that the Father is in me, and I am in the Father. They sought again to seize him, and he went out from their grasp. End. It's the last, you know, of that kind of dialogue. We'll finish in just a moment with this text. 
And we move into chapter 11, the raising of Lazarus. But there's no more discussion. And then the trial and the discussion with Pilate and so forth. There's no more discussion. This is it. Realize. Look at these works and see that they reveal the Father. And realize that the Father is in me and I'm in the Father. So they sought again to seize him. So he went out from their grasp. Where did he go? He went away again across the Jordan to the place where John was first baptizing. He went back to where he began his, his ministry. And he remained there. Remember? Behold the Lamb of God. John was baptizing, you see. And that's where it all began. He goes back there to rest and to prepare himself what's going to happen. And many came to him. And they were saying, John performed no sign, but all that John said about this man was true. And many believed in him there. That's the result of a successful witness, John the Baptist, who laid down his life in witness to the Word of God. And now, as his Lord comes to the end of his public life, there's one more great and very provocative sign, the raising of Lazarus, which shows that he has lordship over death. That's to prepare his disciples for his death. It didn't work too well because we're so dumb, we're so weak, and we're so frightened. And so, anyway, uh, but John performed no sign, but all that John said about this man was true, and many believed in him there. It must have been a great consolation to Jesus if they're going to stick with it when he goes through his passion. Believe is what? Accept. Take in. Embrace. Amen.